Welcome back. Richard, it's good to see you. Good to be here. In, in, in a different environment. You're, you're in a different place. I am indeed. Um, I won't give you the details, but yes, different environment. Yes, but, uh, but it seems to be working. Um, but, uh, you know, for the past, I don't know, month or so, we have worked really hard not to talk too much about the pandemic. That's right. It's, it's been about, about five weeks ago, we did a, a podcast on uh, vaccinations and, and things like that. Um, but since then, we, we've worked really hard not to talk too much about the pandemic, but we're back to it today. Well, we, we, we had to be, right? Right. I mean, it's, you just can't, can't ignore just keep it. ignoring it. Yeah. You can't ignore it. Hmm. Yeah. And we're, we're, you know, we're in the midst of everybody knows about the Delta variant and how it has really um, contributed to this uptick in the number of, uh, uh, of infections. Um, and we, you know, recently received words of this new uh, mu um, variant. Don't know much about that yet. I uh, haven't read too much about that yet, but um, we're just going through the, the Greek alphabet and, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully we won't make it all the way to uh, Omega, but, um, yeah. but we're at mu right now. Yeah, we're way ahead of schedule there and in, in, in named storms. We live in Florida and uh, we're into the bottom of the alphabet mm-hmm. um, very early this year. Um, so we've already uh, we've already gotten to very deep into the um, alphabet. And um, so we have many more norm stain named storms. Um, how'd you like that one? And um, <laughs> doing the same thing with this. We have the I guess the lambda and, and is it mu or mu? Um, I, there's some confusion about the pronunciation. I think it's mu because yeah. um, it's the um, yeah that's the the Greek letter. Uh, it's very it's very fancy. It's like a fancy U, letter U. Um, right. but I think it's pronounced mu. Right. Uh-huh. And the problem, of course, with the variants is that the fear is that we're going to vi- get a variant for which there's no treatment. Right. And then you have then then you have a, a, a different kind of problem altogether. Uh, the vaccines are working against the Delta variant. Um, whether they'll work against mu and lambda, we simply don't know yet. Right. Uh, it's an empirical question that I hope we don't have to answer. Right. No, I, I, absolutely. And today today we're going to talk about, we're, we're going to kind of walk through a, a number of things. We're going to talk about grief. And, you know, it's, it's interesting because you mentioned um, named storms um, or, or stained norms. Stained norms. Uh, yeah. And, um, the uh, you know, in Florida, we, we are very accustomed to that because mm-hmm. we get, you know, once it becomes a, tro- a storm, becomes a tropical storm, uh, they name it and and then we, we know them by name as they come through. Uh, we'll never forget you know, Charlie and um, Ivan and, um, of course, Katrina um, and more recent ones. But, um, you know, that's here in, on, the, on the East Coast. But um, I have a friend who traveled over to the West Coast over the past week. And, you know, I, she sent a, a screenshot of her phone that ha- is looking at wildfires Oh. Um, and, and smoke inhalation warnings and things like that. And mm-hmm. uh, the, the screen was just covered with these red and green and yellow dots of, in uh, little flames where, of where there are wildfires and where visibility is low and where, you know, breathing would maybe a little bit challenging because of the smoke. And, um, you know, so when you think about all of these things, of course, we think about 
loss and we think about things that we used to be able to do that we can no longer do. We think about people that we've, that have, you know, you know, not survived mm -hmm. um, some of these, uh, some of these uh, natural disasters as well as these, the pandemic. And um, they, I, I have yet to find anyone who has not been affected by something, um, whether right. it's one of the natural disasters, um, but certainly with the pandemic. And, and so grief is something important for us to talk about because in, in many ways um, it, we're, it's unavoidable. Right. Yeah. When this whole thing started, you know, if you go back to 2019, especially 2020, right. um, it, it, as it slowly, the pandemic sort of slowly seeped into us, right. um, you know, you, you kept hearing things like it's just the flu. You know, remember those days when they said, no, it's just another kind of flu or this is a hoax or it's going to be over after the election. And people would say in those years, like in the early part of 2020, the early months of 2020. Right. And you would hear people say, I don't even know anybody who's got this flu, right. you know, and I certainly don't know anybody who's died of it. Right. right. And, well, and remember, then, remember there was a video because um, we talked about it on, on one of the early podcasts about it um, of a person, a, a guy who in, I think it was on, I don't know if it was on um, TikTok or, or one of the other short right. video streaming website um, apps. Um, but he went to the grocery store, I think, and picked up Lysol or something and looked at the back and it said, you know, protects against. And one of the things that mentioned was uh, coronavirus. Right. And um, he was like, oh, so, you know, people were saying, you know, oh, well, this is supposedly this new thing. But, you know, here's here's something that's been out for a long time that, right. that kills it. And so we didn't really understand even what COVID was in those early months. That's right. We knew it was bad and there was no treatment for it. Right. I mean, people would get sick and die uh, because we had no treatment for it. And so we had this massive effort, but it was frightening. Those first few months were really scary. And they were also a time when the losses began. But by losses, we mean, um, you know, schools closed, uh, spring training closed, um, Easter closed, um, everything, all those routine things that we were doing right. kept shutting down because we had no way to deal with this thing. Uh, people went into isolation. People who could, like my sister who's single, she didn't see people for months. Right, right. I mean, because no. you were afraid to. Absolutely, that, you know, we and we talked about that many times again on, on the podcast in those early months. And, um, and you know, remember when they said, remember how appalling it's, it seemed to us when they said, you know, we may be looking at, you know, 200,000 people losing their lives. And then, you know, then um, President Trump came on and said, you know, we're going to work hard and keep it down to, you know, no more than 100,000. Right. Um, yeah. We were thinking, so 100,000, that's hard to believe. Mm -hmm. and, and look at where we are today. Right, right. You know, the hundreds of thousands of people who have died. But when you think about, when you think about the year 2020, and if you stop, because most of us are, I don't know, we tend to think about the present, but if you think about what happened in 2020, um, the Tulsa race massacre, remember that? I mean, it happened in 1923, but there was a big story about that because they were celebrating an anniversary. Um, the impeachments, you know, that there was an impeachment in, in 2020, and that leads to anger. Black Lives Matter. Remember the summer of Black Lives Matter. Um, Kobe Bryant and um, other people who died um, um, unexpectedly during the year. The Summer Olympics were canceled. You know, every four years, you have the Olympics, the first time in a long time that they were canceled. Then you mentioned the wildfires. 
-hmm. And then you, you go into, then we had the election and all the chaos and anger about the election. And um, we're still fighting vaccine wars. We're still arguing with each other about that. We're arguing about masks. And then we had the riot at the Capitol, the invasion, the attack on the Capitol in January. And when you look back at 20, that was a that was an incredibly tumultuous year. Right. And you sort of don't realize it because we've been we've been focused so much on the pandemic, you know, and what's happening with that. And you really don't realize it. And it reminds me, um, because by by the end, by the end of 2020 and and certainly 2021, we're getting a very different story now. Right. Now it's uh, we all know somebody who's had COVID. Right. We, many of us have family members who have survived COVID. And many of us know people who have died from COVID. They're, right. they're, uh, I got an email from a friend of mine uh, late last night that some people went to a, some event and every one of them got COVID and one of them died. Right. Uh, yeah. The people that we know. And, and people, you know, um, and if it's not a family member, um, you know, I was talking to someone yesterday and, you know, three or four people from their church. Yeah. passed away. And, um, you know, with the work that we do, we see, we see a lot of patients and we have a lot of, um, connections to families in that way. And, you know, have had patients and family members of patients who have passed away. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And I, what it reminds me of, I was, as I was talking to this woman, I happened to be uh, talking to the, the guys in the, in the repair shop and, um, I asked him how he's doing He said, well, it's been tough. And this is a guy I know. He said, I lost two family members last week. Um, and one of the one of the people I know, I've worked with her. She was a teacher, um, and um, and I, you know, you're just stunned because here's somebody very very close. And there was another customer there, and she said, "Yeah, I went to my doctor because I have all these pains and everything." And the doctor said, "Well, it look, sounds like you're depressed." And so we got into this conversation, and it reminded me of the parable of the boiled frog, right. where. You know, if you throw a frog in hot water, it jumps out. <clears throat> but if you put a frog in warm water and gradually increase the temperature, it won't leave and it'll eventually, it will eventually die in there. And that's sort of what we've been through in 20 and 2020 and 2021 right. is it feels a little like the parable. You know, it's been one thing after another. Right. And suddenly we find ourselves... Um, we, we start talking about, do I have fibromyalgia? Do I have, do I have some physical disorder mm -hmm. because I'm achy and I'm tired and I'm, I can't seem to get going and what's, what's wrong with me. And it may be that what we're all experiences experiencing is some sort of grief right. over all the losses that we've experienced over the past 18 months. A absolutely. And if you think about it, um, we have, you know, we've talked many times before on the podcast about stress. Right. And, and if we think about, again, the past 18 months, th there, there are a number of, of different stressors that we've experienced. Not only the good grief, 18 months of chronic stress, right. that's, that's right. just one type of stress that we're dealing with. And, and that's this low, I, I don't even want to say low lying because it's pretty significant, but it's just this maintained chronic stress Right. Over the past 18 months. But then there's also the acute stress of, you know, when you find out that someone that you know has passed or, um, you know, when you think about, you know, I, I feel for the people who are, um, you know, losing their homes or they, they're having to move because 
different um, protections that were out and available to people to, to be able to stay in their homes uh, are, are, are they're losing those, those benefits or those, um, th- those resources. And, and so that's like a, another type of stress. Right. Um, and, and again, you could go down the list of all these different things. Um, you know, we had two, we've had a couple of big, you know, storms come through certain regions of the, the States over the past couple of weeks. And, you know, then you have that on top of everything. Mm-hmm. So we, we have these huge sources of stress um, that have just been, maintained over the past 18 months right and it's what it seems like they're one after the other you know um the attack on the capitol and the floods in new york you know first time in history that that's ever happened in new york where people are dying in their basements um and and it's just it just seems like one thing after another and that stress builds up It, it, it it inevitably builds over time and we've talked about stress and the effects of stress on the the nervous system. And so, but we've had two kinds of stress, sort of gradually boiling the water, you know, getting the water hotter and hotter and hotter and hotter. And, and we're beginning to feel the effects of that. Right. And and I agree. I think that, um, you know, one of the main things we're going to talk about today is that this experience that we're having with the, the fatigue and the, you know, sometimes physical pain, stress has a remarkable um, effect on our body. Right. And, um, and, you know, so it could cause physical pain. It can cause emotional pain. It can cause um, fatigue and just lack of motivation and pessimism. Um, and, and it's very likely that much of that is really derived from grief. Right. That's right. It, it, that we're going through this sort of um, I don't know, low level grief or grief that we don't even recognize. You right. Know, you know, when the, we talk about, uh, um, maybe we need to do another podcast on this, but, um, you know, we've talked before about, you know, sometimes we grieve things that we don't even recognize it as grief. Like, um, sometimes when we have, um, when we, when we have a child with, a, a, a who's experiencing a challenge, like a learning disability, or they're having some medical problem or something, we experience some type of grief because we, um, we had this ideal for what we would want mm-hmm. for our kids. Mm-hmm. And when we're not realizing that, that can cause a grief that because it's like you're, you're losing this ideal, this idea of the ideal that you had, and you're having to work to accept what is the reality. Um, and it's the same thing here because we had this idea of what our lives were, uh, the, the amount of control that we had over our lives, the, the, the things that we could do. And, you know, we took for granted uh, the things mm-hmm. that we could do. And now with those things gone, it's a loss. Right. That's right. And, and, and all of us, in one way or another, we're all experiencing right. some kind of grief. So they're, they're, we are all experiencing a loss. Right. Some, for some, it's income. For some, it's a job. For some, it's a loved one. But we're all experiencing, or just life as it used to be. Mm-hmm. That's a loss, okay? And so if we look at what I call pandemic grief, it's a combination of two kinds of grief that um, we're, we're not really fam- as familiar with, okay? And one of these is anticipatory grief. Right. And the other is complicated grief. And, and I think what, what we're is, experiencing is a combination of those two. Right. Anticipatory grief is um, a fear of what will happen and an anger about the situation that we're in. 
but but it's mainly about what's next what in the world is going to happen next and so that's anticipatory grief right and it's and it cre- and it, we would refer to it as grief because it, it's almost like we're accepting that we're going to lose those things already right um, that's right there's a um uh, a lot of people experience this and i mentioned um, Brene Brown in a previous podcast, but mm-hmm. um, this is another concept that she talks about where even when good things happen, it's like things are too good. Something bad is going to happen next. Right. But, but what's amazing or um, in not a good way is, um, you know, sometimes when bad things are happening, we just expect the bad to continue. Right. Okay, so what's next? What is going to, what's going to happen next? What's next? That's right. That's right. I can't imagine you know how difficult it is to go through a hurricane with everything that's been going on. And I, I, I just can't believe that New Orleans went through it again, you know, right. that they had, that they had to deal with all that they've been dealing with. They haven't recovered from Katrina. Right. And now they're, they're, you know, going through it again on top of everything that all the rest of us have experienced. They right. now have to deal with that. Yep. Okay. Absolutely. And it's just, it, it, it's compounding and um, over time. So anticipatory grief is fear of what's going to happen. Complicated grief is grief that doesn't go away. Uh, there's a the normal grief process <clears throat> typically takes six to twelve months. It, it, you lose a loved one. Okay, the first six months are really difficult. The second six months you you begin to accept and resolve. It's, it's a, the the acceptance of the loss, right. and you learn how to have a new life. If that doesn't happen, you have what's called complicated grief. And another name for that is persistent complex bereavement disorder. It's actually a disorder because you can't get on with your life. And we talk about, we talk about impairment. Okay, this is grief that impairs you. Um, and, And so that's the problem here. So complicated grief is grief that goes on and on and on. I'm beginning to wonder if we're all experiencing some sort of uh, complicated grief, universal complicated grief, because we keep stuff keeps happening. Brit- I can't imagine what it would be like. We talk about these variants. What if we had another one? What, right. what if the mu variant was more catastrophic than Delta? Right. Uh, yeah. What would imagine what that would do to the to the population? Right. Yeah. No. It would be. It's 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 hard to fathom. But again, that's that part of that anticipatory grief. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that you know what if these what if we have more to lose? And, um, and the complicated grief, you know, many times there is the persistent complex bereavement disorder, um, but many times that also leads to depression. Um, right. and anxiety, some of the more uh, common things that we think about, uh, but can be equally challenging, e- equally, um, you know, significant as it, as it relates to the way that it uh, affects our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, you know, we have to be mindful of that and recognize that. And again, seek help, you know, to, to work through some of those things, just because it doesn't go away on its own. Doesn't mean that you can't process it. It's right. just a matter of needing some help to work through some of those things. That's right. If you, if you can't, if you're not getting, if you're not getting back to some type of your normal life, you know, if you, if you simply can't recover, my fear is that the pandemic is keeping us, we're not volunteering for this, but it keeps, it keeps happening. And so we have this long-term grief that all of us are going through. Right. right. Whether, we, whether we want to or not, it's just stuff keeps happening. I can't imagine what Florida is going to be like if a, if a really bad, disastrous hurricane comes through. 
Sure, sure. Yeah. Now, I have a question. Right. Didn't, didn't, did the Los Angeles public schools shut down? Oh, I'm not sure. Something seen. happened. I think they either they either closed their schools and went back to online learning or or they mandated math. I can't remember it. They were in the news the other day and I'll have to look and see what it was. But I'm thinking, imagine the effect that it would have if schools shut down and everything went back to online learning. Right. How disruptive that would be to everybody. Right. No, I, I, absolutely. And, and you know, <clears throat> as we as we look back over these past 18 months, but, you know, mm-hmm. I'm good grief, we could look at our entire lives, but certainly over the past 18 months, there is this idea that everyone, everyone has experienced some form of loss. Right. Um, it, it, it is nearly universal mm-hmm. um, that there has been loss over the past, as a result of the pandemic. Um, and, and we're all carrying the weight of, of these losses, whether it's, you know, job, um, you know, just income in general, um, family members, um, you know, opportunities to do things that we had wanted to do. I mean, I feel, I feel so bad for, you know, high school seniors and, and right. college um, uh, students who, and, and kindergartners, you know, who don't get the, you know, they've, you know, the high school seniors who have been looking forward to graduation and all this stuff for, you know, 12, 13 years. Right. And then, well, we're not going to graduate. We're not going to do high school graduation. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, they canceled prom. Remember that was huge uh, right. in the last school year. So college students who you yeah. know, are stuck in their dormitory, you know, they, they go to campuses to go to football games and parties and, you know, the, the, the large social life that exists on a big campus all gone. Right. It doesn't exist. Yeah. So, so whether it's the, you know, the, the physical isolation, um, Mm -hmm. you know, that has had a tremendous effect on us. We've talked before about uh, the impact of, um, of, of loneliness. Right. Pandemic has really magnified that, Mm -hmm. um, that can lead to depression and anxiety and all kinds of challenging emotions. Um, but then the loss of relationships because you're not seeing each other, um, or because someone passed away, um, it's again, kind of universal, um, this, this loss that we're experiencing. Right. Yep. Yeah. And so we found, we found these two articles and I would encourage everybody to read them. Uh, they, they really put this whole thing in perspective in a way that we we can't hear. We don't have the time to do it here, but if these two articles are not long, they're short reads, um, one is by Megan Devine, and she's a therapist, and she's, she's written a book called It's Okay That You're Not Okay. Um, it's, it's about grief. And um, what, what she says is that the pandemic gave us a nearly universal experience of loss, and no one was spared. Um, everyone um, carries something forward from the pandemic, and she just she talks about um, different experiences for different people. And she said... In, in the end of the article, she said, though it's very tempting, she said, we can't, um, we can't outrun this guilt um, or this grief. Um, you're, you're, you're going to have to deal with it. We have this tendency to push forward, but she said, you're not going to outrun this. And it's something we're going to have to deal with. Right. And the second article is by Kendra Cherry. Um, and she said, the coronavirus, the global coronavirus pandemic created a reality marked by um, by this universal grief. 
Okay, so again, they're they're sort of saying the same thing, and she makes a list mm-hmm. of um, of uh, seven or eight items, more than that, about 15, 12 items that um, have affected us. Right. Yeah. Um, and again, it's things from job loss and financial in- insecurity um, to you know the loss of sense of control and safety, um, social relationships. I mean, she mentions a lot of things here. Um, that some of which we don't even think about. Um, I mean, you know, it's like we tend to think about it for ourselves, but then I don't, I don't, I don't know about you, but I know that whenever I hear about even other places, people I don't know who were affected, I think, oh my God, you know, you feel down and mm-hmm. distressed about that because you think about, you know, the resources that we have that sort of help us to, to, to a large extent other places that don't, don't have that or people that don't have those resources. And you think about how challenging that is and that contributes to it as well. Right. You're talking about other countries, right? You know, yeah. Your resources. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're looking forward to the um, booster shot in this country. Right. And yet in, in many countries, they have a single percentage, you know, four or 5% have been, va- have been vaccinated versus 60% in, in yeah. the wealthy countries. Um, yeah. We're getting a booster and they haven't had their first shot yet, which is, um, another problem that, that um, you don't typically think about, but, but other people certainly are. Okay. Yeah. So we're all dealing with this collective, what she calls a collective loss uh, of the world that we knew. You know, very early on, we talked about there isn't a new normal. Right. You know, there's no such thing as a new normal. There's going to be something new, and, uh, but, it's, but it's not going to be normal. It's going to be different from anything we've known. We're beginning to hear the first rumblings now of coronavirus. This coronavirus is going to be with us. This is going to be another flu that we're going to have to learn how to deal with. Deadlier than other flus, but we're, we're beginning, get used to the idea that this is going to be with us uh, into the future. Okay, so, so life is going to be different. I don't know what's going to happen to customs like hugging. And, you know, we started to hug and then Delta came. Yeah. Right? And so people, people started going to elbows and fist bumps again, you know? So, right. um, yeah. So the world, the world's going to be different. Yeah. I, I think that, you know, what we have to accept is that at some point we will likely develop a, a better treatment for mm-hmm. it. And then we will um, be in a situation where, yeah, we'll be dealing with this and then we'll have to reset just like we do with the flu. I mean, everything else, and it, it, it will hit some people harder than it will hit other people. Um, but it'll be something that we probably deal with on a cyclical pattern, just like we do with the flu. Right, right. Yeah, and I, I, I have no idea how this is going to turn out. It, it depends on whether we get control of this or not. And, and we certainly don't have control of it yet, because we're still having very, very high numbers of people getting sick and people dying. So Absolutely. we're far from uh, resolving this one. Right. Definitely. So, so, you know, we developed, um, you know, know, as we think about grief, we, we had, had grief before, um, you know, the pandemic, um, the idea of grief takes all the way back to, to Freud, you know, I mean, I think everything dates back to Freud just about, um, um, but, but he talked about, um, you know, melancholy and uh, mourning and, and things like that. And, you know, and, and described it in much the same way that we describe it now, where, you know, that, that loss of energy and that decrease in motivation and that fatigue mm-hmm. and, and all of that stuff that we experienced. And he described it even then. Um, 
And then, I mean, that was a hundred years ago. Yeah, that was 1917. It was during World War One. You know, yeah. World War One was. I think we were three years into it in 1917. We we had just entered. The United States entered the war in 1917, but the Europeans had been killing each other for three years prior to that. Yeah. And so as a European, Freud was interested in death and dying. And he wrote, wrote that paper um, about mourning and melancholia. Interest, and, and he, in it, he said that to deal with loss, the loss of a loved one, you have to withdraw that attention and move it somewhere else. Right. In other words, it, it, turn your back on it, ignore it, and go to something else. Well, as it turned two years later, his daughter died. Um, I, I don't think it was Anna Freud who died, but I, I need to check and see. His daughter died and a, a grandchild died and he changed his view. He said, well, don't do that. You have to stay, you have to keep that grief and you have to keep that person right. close. But by then everybody was moving toward, you can't really grieve, okay? Right. And so when World War II came along, the, the, the Europe was, was Europe was captured by this notion of stiff upper lip, grin and bear it, um, we'll get through this. And that's what permeated, uh, for example, the London bombings, you know, that, that Winston Churchill would go through the rubble with, and, and say, no, we'll, we'll persevere. And, you know, made all those speeches um, about stiff upper lip, we're going to get through this. Well, well, that's the that's where the whole, you know, everybody has those signs up, keep calm and carry on. Right. That's, that's, right. Where, that's where that comes from is mm -hmm. um, during that time right. when, um, you know, the idea was just carry on, just keep going. That's right. No um, matter what, right. You, you just keep going. And when, you know, people say, but you frequently hear people say, well, how did these, why didn't the soldiers in World War II have um, PTSD? Well, as it turns out, they did, sure. but they weren't allowed to talk about it. Right. You remember Patton, fam the famous scene with Patton striking a soldier who had battle fatigue, what we call battle fatigue. The guy had PTSD and was really suffering, but nobody believed it. That's not what you did in those years. And right. so these men buried this grief as people did in those years, but it didn't go away. It was still with them. And it's coming out now, you know, now that they're older. Um, it's it's beginning to come out. Certainly, the Vietnam the Vietnam soldiers expressed that, um, and and more recently, the um, the um, the wars, the twenty year war in Afghanistan and Iraq, those soldiers uh, were able to express it. So, between World War II, where it was stiff upper lip, and today, you have this work by Karen Kubler Ross and um, Kessler. I think it's Ronald Kessler, um, David Kessler, who came up with the idea that, no, 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 when people grieve, they go through this five-step process, and you have to go through all these steps. They don't have to be in order, and you might do one step, one phase more than once, but the idea that, no, you have to, you have to experience this grief and work through each stage, you can't, you can't not do that. You, right. you have to experience it fully. That's what gave everybody permission to grieve in a different way. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, those five stages are have become very popular. Um, and and you're, I'm glad that you pointed out that there, it's not linear and, and you right. can go through the same stage twice and mm -hmm. you may skip stages and not do any of the, some of them at all. But right. they include denial, bargaining, anger, depression, and, and acceptance. 
Um, And, you know, we always say, you know, the goal is to get to acceptance, but again, recognizing that you can get to acceptance, but then go back to denial or go back to depression. Um, You know, so you can vacillate uh, between the different stages at different times, um, depending on what else is going on in our lives. And certainly as we experience new grief, uh, grief, um, and loss, it's going to, you know, potentially, um, some of these other losses are going to reemerge. Mm-hmm. Um, and so things that you had accepted and you had dealt with, and you feel as though you had put behind you, um, all of a sudden you're experiencing grief from those things all over again. And that's where the complicated grief comes in right. because Kubler-Ross says you have to go through these stages and get to resolution. The problem today is that this losses keep happening. And so you're going to experience new losses and you're going to have to go through a new grief process. So don't be, don't be too hard on yourself if you find yourself going through denial again, because there, there are other losses that are coming along and you have to deal with you we have to deal with each of those losses. Absolutely. That's what complicated grief is. It's, it never ends. Right. So I think that it's important that we, we note that, you know, grief is a normal process. I mean, we have to go through grief. Um, we will experience it because um, I, I think in many ways, experiencing grief is a way is, is a way of knowing that something was important to you. Something that you lost was important to you. you That's know, what grief is. You're acknowledging the importance of it. A- absolutely. And so it's a normal reaction to a loss, whatever that loss might be, whether it's a person or it's a, a life situation right. um, or something else. Um, so we all experience it at some point in our life. And, you know, and it does get more challenging when we think about like anticipatory grief and um, when we're dealing with the, the, the um, ramifications of, of complicated grief um, and, and that stuff, but it is a normal part of the life process um, and the, and the letting go process. I mean, right. we experience grief when someone passes, but we also experience grief after a divorce, we experience grief after, you know, our kids go away to college. We experience grief when we lose a job or when we, we, even when we quit a job and we move on to something else, we experience loss. And so all of these things contribute to that. Exactly. Right. And, 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 and we need to be aware that we, it's okay to go through this process. It's okay to have the feelings that you're feeling. Um, it's a normal, we are all grieving in one way or another, and it's perfectly fine to go through this grief process, but it's a cyclical process. You know, it's going it, to, it continues. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, there are lots of different signs of, of grief. Yeah. Um, you know, many of the ones that we've already discussed, like it, it can feel like depression. It can feel like uh, anxiety, but you're, you know, withdrawing from other people, you're losing interest in things, you may have decrease in energy, decrease in appetite. Um, you know, you may have difficulty taking care of yourself, especially during those really acute, you know, heightened times. Right. Um, but there's a lot of things, everything from sadness to anger to um, right. avoidance, all, all kinds of things. Yes, poor sleep, nightmares, all the all this stuff is is a normal part of the grieving process. So okay. it is okay to go through all this stuff. Okay? Right. And what should you do about it? Well, the first thing is you 
the first thing is to say that these feelings are natural, normal, valid. Mm-hmm. It's okay to feel this way. That's number one. Okay. Right. Also, you're not going through this one alone. Everybody in one way or another, everybody's struggling with this. Okay? Right. And the main thing though, is that you have to take care of yourself. Right. And we, we've said that repeatedly on, uh, on our podcasts and in our writings is that you have to take care of your body. The stress and the grief and the depression and the anxiety will take a toll on you. And so the stronger you are, you mentioned to me the other day, Bernie, that a person you know got COVID, mm-hmm. um, fully vaccinated, um, in excellent health, um, works out, yeah. good good nutrition. I mean, the, per- the, the individual has really taken really good care of the body and, and spirit. And, and you said that despite all that, the symptoms were really right. um, astonishing. Right. How sick the individual was during this, uh, during the bout yeah. uh, with, uh, with COVID, you know, yeah. even though she was, even though the person was protected, um, it was a difficult time for her. Absolutely. You know? and, and she and had a good, this person had a good body. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and we know of lots of people, um, who share similar, um, experiences, mm-hmm. um, you know, so we, we have to accept that, um, that we're not going through this alone. We have to take care of our body, um, exercise and, and eat well and, and get sleep, mm-hmm. um, and allow yourself, allow yourself the grace to experience the loss. Um, you know, sometimes we, we, try to have that stiff upper lip and we try to say, you know what, I'm just, I'm just going to press through this. Um, and they, we deny this feelings and we deny the loss and we deny mm-hmm. all of this stuff. Um, but that is only really going to prolong it because you're right. not allowing yourself to experience what you need to experience. Exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's normal. Um, it's valid. Um, take care of your body. Uh, reach out to others. Um, ask for what you need. If you need a break, if you need time off, if you, whatever you need, um, you're going through a grief process. You're not weak, um, but ask for what you need and reach out to others. Um, Find a support group. There are lots of support groups out there. And this might be a good time to seek professional help just to help you understand what you're going through. You're not mentally ill. You don't have mental illness. You're going through a normal grief process and it's helpful to get some perspective from others. So this might be a good time to reach out and get professional help. Yeah, definitely. So we, we, you know, there are many people who believe that we are really still just at the beginning of this whole process Mm -hmm. um, because, you know, who, who knows what's, you know, that anticipatory grief again, Mm -hmm. um, who knows what's to come um, and what will happen uh, with, with the pandemic and, and with um, these COVID variants and and things like that. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, many of us are in still in survival mode. Exactly. You know, um, and because we're still in survival mode, we're not even fully processing the grief and the losses and, and all those experiences. So um, there's still the, the potential for some of that to come for many of us. And so, as you said, you know, looking, you know, seeking out help if you if you are experiencing any of these feelings and, you know, looking for some of that support and accepting that, this is a normal process and, you know, something that you need to work through so that you can process it the way that you need to. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. This is, um, 
you know, there was another therapist, uh, her name is Gina Maffa. I don't know her work, but she said, we're going to be doing this for years. She said, I truly believe we're only beginning to see the grief emerge from the pandemic. And most of us, as you said, most of us are in survival. We're still in survival mode. Okay. Right. We're in the middle of the hurricane. And even if it would end, uh, when, when we go back to the summer of 2021, when the vaccines um, seem to be giving us a, uh, a way to, to finally defeat this virus, and we began to feel better, when that time comes, when we finally get this thing under control, it's still going to be a cleanup. You know, right. with the, I think of the cleanup after the hurricane. Yeah, the hurricane's over. Yeah. But now you have you have the cleanup and you have the restoration and we're going to experience something similar to that with this pandemic. Uh, it's going to be a different world. Absolutely. Uh, at the other end of this thing. Absolutely. So we're going to, and we'll be mourning the loss of, of what we had. Absolutely. So mm -hmm. if you're experiencing any of those things, you know, look for some help um, and, and to work through it in, in the healthiest way possible. So, and, stop, and don't be afraid to admit that you're tired and you're weak and you're weepy and, you know, everybody is. We're all struggling with this thing. You know, don't don't be uh, Winston Churchill, you know, um, you know, just, get, you know, admit that you're feeling bad and admit that you're frightened and admit that you're sad. Um, mm -hmm. It's OK. You know, um, that's what that's what we mean by acceptance. Definitely. Definitely. All right. Well, that's okay. it. that's it for today. Until next time. Stay happy. <laughs> stay healthy and forget to be afraid.